Do you ever want to be a guest on a super cool podcast hosted by a glamorous power couple from their cutting-edge home studio on the outskirts of a major metropolitan world hub? Hollywood, anyone? Us, too. Until then, let's pretend. One of these days, you might get a DM, a PM, an EM, or even a message in a bottle inviting you to join my husband and I for an hour or two in our chat lab, working on solutions for all the world's problems. And when you are invited, there's only one response. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, hello, listeners. You're joining Yeah, Uh-huh with Lisa. And Phil. And once again, our frequent flyer guest and co-host, Aaron from California. Welcome, Greetings. Aaron. How's hey, going, thanks for having me, guys. Going well. Going well. Yeah. Great. Okay. So, uh, boy, are my arms tired from all the frequent flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, our last episode was with uh, our friends at Rock and Roll Heaven, and they're currently doing a uh, heavy, hitty, heavy hitter series on Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And mm-hmm. TJ2 started out his series sort of in the middle. Mm-hmm. by talking about the traveling Wilburys first of four episodes. And in talking about the Wilburys, he's talking about a super group. And in the opinion of most on that panel, the the preeminent super group of all time, when you look at the members, mm-hmm. um, you got Jeff Lynn from ELO. Mm-hmm. You have Bob Dylan. You have Roy Orbison. And I will say this as something of a um, music plebeian, if you will, uh, given a choice, I'm going to listen to a book over music most of the time, but I have not only heard of each and every one of these gentlemen, Jeff Lynn, not his name, but through ELO, but otherwise I have heard of all of these men. Yeah. And I have also heard all of the songs that I liked from them that I listened to, but without realizing this was Tom's song or this was Jeff's song. Right. So in that respect, I don't have a lot of music knowledge. My choices were based on um, how they made me feel or how basically how they made me feel or if they made me want to dance. So I'm not going to speak a lot to why I chose the songs, Um, although there will be a little something before I talk about each song with each guy, but just like maybe a sentence. Hopefully, Phil and Aaron will expound more because they are definitely music people. They have actually owned albums of these people. I have owned one album that was outright mine. Well, two, uh, the greatest hits of Jim Croce and the monkey. So, but we have an entire library's worth of books Yeah, well, just to give you my bio. Well, thank you. Lisa. Enough said there. Thank you, Lisa. And you but can edit that let's out. Go ahead if you and need and to. mention the, the last uh-huh. two members of the wheelbarrow. Uh-huh. I was getting that. And I was mm-hmm. like George Harrison. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought and you were done. And then finally Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he hadn't, he hadn't even hit the beetle yet. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of building up. To well, the... I didn't realize you weren't done. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. That's all that right. That's felt cool. like a natural moment to yeah. dip in. No, that was good. Okay. Dip away. I'm glad you did okay. that. It's, good. You know. So now we know. Just so you know, from. I know almost nothing about music, but I do have an opinion about these songs. You're a two album drunk. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect no, because I, they had two albums. I have yeah. bought a third album. That's right. <laughs> At a gas station, I bought music to drive by. Well, Aaron mentioned two mm-hmm. albums. So right off the top, let's talk about the fact there, mm-hmm. there were only two official Traveling Wilburys albums, Volume 1 and Volume 3. Mm-hmm. So why do you think 
I think we learned why there was a, a gap. Or at least we we saw something to that effect. Okay, information. And mind you, preparing for this, we did most of our prep on the um, the Cliff Notes version of music prep by going onto YouTube and pulling up the um, short life and tragedy of each and every star, <laughs> whether right. or not. You know what I mean. Full disclosure, so, we're not documentarians like LB yeah. and TJ and, TJ and Will and Thrill. Yeah, we're not. So we haven't spent all that time on it. We definitely recommend people we actually check sleep. those podcasts out if they really want to oh, dive definitely. deep into these individuals. But mm-hmm. so we're going to mostly talk about the music mm-hmm. in these albums uh, yeah. more so than biographical. And if you haven't checked out Rock and Roll Heaven, do so. Right. LB, TJ Two, and Will the Thrill really do these artists justice yeah and i'll tell you what mm-hmm. i got a new co-worker mm-hmm. my man nick mm-hmm. loves music podcasts and he was mm-hmm. telling me about you know eddie trunk and uh, some others that he listens to um, chris jericho oh and so i turned him on to rock and roll heaven and now we find ourselves discussing the episodes at work. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's, that's cool. a nice thing for Philip. Yeah. And I, I've thought about having, I've, I've mm-hmm. asked Nick to come on because he's kind of got a booming voice. He's got like a face for, for radio, you know, <laughs> and a, a booming kind of voice. I think he would, yeah. you know, he would be a good be guest, a great guest to come on and talk okay. about. Maybe cool. Music, but. Mm-hmm. So we're influencers. <laughs> a face for radio. <laughs> we're kind of influencers yes. on that level. Woohoo! <laughs> But, yes, um, a step up on our platform. We've influenced. So in this super concert that we're imagining. Um, in 2022. Let's just mm-hmm. establish an order. An order that we can talk about these artists and we'll each go around. To, to we're going to, to end down, with the Wilburys, of course. Cut down on the crosstalk mm-hmm. by saying, you know, taking a round for each individual mm-hmm. and then proceeding to the next yes. Um, Those of you who listen to the podcast over time will know that Philip has a crosstalk concern almost all the time. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 The life unexamined mm-hmm. is not worth living. If we could do a Zoom meeting talking stick, <laughs> we would probably figure out how to do that. <laughs> so, you don't have the stick. So the whole premise of this ep- exercise, Rock and Roll mm-hmm. Heaven did this episode on the Traveling mm-hmm. Wheelberries, and the whole premise was mm-hmm. for each member of their team to come up with a set list for the, for the, um, for the traveling wheelberries, um, four songs each for each individual member. So that's 20 songs, right? Mm-hmm. And then also four songs from the traveling wheelberries mm-hmm. uh, library. Right. Mm-hmm. And then finally an encore of four songs. It could be of any combination of the members of the band, um, the Wilburys, yeah. just any four songs. So it's a total of to 28 encore. songs. That's quite an auspicious uh, task. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. And, and uh, as as LD stated um, in their podcast, the hardest part was not picking songs, the limiting. Right. Not for every artist for me, but in general, it was difficult. On, on I, had, most of the I had eight Tom Petty songs coming into this. Oh, at least, so. yeah. Tom Petty was the hardest. I, I mean, I was working on them for, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a week uh-huh. or more probably. And I was still, yeah. you know, grinding at these eight. And I switched them right before I sent it to Phil. Uh, yeah. Honestly, Phil didn't tell me we were scheduled for today until Thursday. That's so, and I had to work Friday. So I basically spent from 6.30 last night till about two o'clock in the morning um, trying to pick songs. 
And half the time I was saying things like, oh, I didn't know that was by him. Who would you like to start with, Aaron? Um, We're going uh, individuals or a collection, right? Individuals first, Wilburys last. Individuals first. For me, because you're building up to the Wilburys. Okay, and we're going number four for the first individual. Is that right? Um, Five, because there's five. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. So there's there's four, right? And then there's the encore question. Oh yeah, no, the songs. Okay. Well so what I was I'll, I'll make my I'll make my honorable mention by artist as okay. opposed to by number one. Let's go ELO first. Okay. okay. So let me pull up my Jeff. There's my Jeff. Okay. So number four. Mm-hmm. I, I have you. Where the rain comes in. You took my body and played the wind. See how how woman. It's a crown shame Cause you ain't got no one else to blame We're doing the whole thing. Okay. Number three, don't bring me down. Mm-hmm. Number two, do ya? Um, I love I love the uh, Zeppelin two whole lot of love airplane sound in the beginning. They go, yeah, yeah. We took note of that while we were song. Nice. And uh, number one, Mr. Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. And uh, the honorable mention. Should I give that now and hold that for encore stuff? Um, yeah, hold, uh, no, go ahead and talk about some of the other songs you considered and without revealing what it would yeah. be your encore. Well, okay. The the other song I considered for, for ELO is Hold On Tight. And that one, I think, sounds like a Roy Orbison cover, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that is uncanny. I'm sorry to infuse my comments. Yeah, the same note. Know. We mm-hmm. kind of took that same, yeah. We, yeah. Was, well, was, it in, was it in your four or was it not? Um, it was uh, uh, hold on tight. Yes, it, it, it spoiler. It was, it was outside. It was it was it was the honorable mention that was outside my four. Mm-hmm. It was actually in my four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to do four. I don't remember hearing hold on tight, but you know, oh, I was doing a whole lot of. Do your yeah. Oh yeah, okay, okay. It did not make my top. My my. I'm. Mine are the top five in no uncertain order. So in no certain that's, order. That's so a catchy tune. I'm bouncing over here. You go next. I'm okay. trying to figure out how to open Aaron's spreadsheet. Yeah, Aaron threw me a wrench here. Yeah. Now I got to operate okay. a spreadsheet. <laughs> so, well, while Philip is addressing technically or or manufactured technical difficulties, um, I will do my list. Now, my lists are not in order of um, one through five. I mean, they're not. I, uh-huh. I like all of these, and I kind of approached it from the point of these are songs I want to hear. Right, so they're all tied for uh, 2.5. Right, right. Okay. Um, now, I also have Evil Woman and Don't Let Me Down. Now, we did find out, based on our uh, Cliff Notes YouTube uh, delve, that um, it was actually originally Gruce, G-R-U-C-E, which is a German word. But people heard Bruce, and eventually Jeff Lynn gave up. Okay, so so I've got Evil Woman and Don't Let Me Down. Then I have Turn to Stone, Living Thing, and Telephone Line. 
And as I've said before, these are all based on songs that I like to listen to, that I already would sing along to, and that made me either want to dance or affected me emotionally in some way. So which one, which one of those five do you have to kick out for your four? Um, I'm going to go with Don't Let Me Down because I think that is a great um, encore slash concert ender. All right. Don't Bring Me Down. It's out of yeah. the four. So that would be, it's not fifth, it's not like not my favorite. It could be number one, but I think it's a great energy song for ending the concert on a high note. Okay. Okay. Right. Oh, and I have a little bit of research. Um, Jeff Lynn was born in 123047. He is still with us today. He is still making music and producing, from what I understand. He's a sought-after producer, even by the Beatles. Um Jeff wears sunglasses to combat stage fright, just like another artist on our list. You can guess who that is if you want to, but we'll cover it later. Yeah, very good. Lisa. Yeah, Did you say born in 1234? 47. 1247. 123047. 123047. Sorry about that. That's okay. Every once in a while, my tongue does extra things when I'm not looking, right. which some people can like at times, but not always. For a second, I thought he was in the Middle Ages. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I yeah. saw that when the Beatles did their reunion song um, for their release, like in 99 or two, mm-hmm. early 2000, Free as a Bird. Remember that much anticipated um, release? Um, yeah. Jeff Lynn was the producer on that. And he's just like a phenomenal producer. Like, this is something mm-hmm. that we learned. A lot of the albums uh, that are that, uh, described around the Wilburys. Mm-hmm. Jeff Lynn was actually the producer, like uh, yeah. George Harrison album, Cloud Nine. And yeah. uh, so he's a writer. Producer. I think he worked on, didn't he work on All Things Must Pass too? Yes. Or did yeah. he? Okay. I think so. And yeah. that, another, that's, that's from 1970, right? Right after the Beatles. And another thing that we don't mention here is that he was actually a multiple instrumentalist, but he doesn't really go in, it doesn't go into his other instruments that he enjoys using. Or is good with because he primarily thinks of himself as a guitarist. At least that was the way he was when he started going into music. Yeah. So so he can play multiple instruments. We do not know how proficient or what they might be. No, he he plays it all. You know, he, yeah. He's he's pretty. That's that's mostly him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, there was an album we saw. So he does kind of a um, kind, of, kind of like that McCartney album where McCartney played all the instruments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there was an ELO album that they mm-hmm. specifically suggested. Uh, you know, he did the entire every every instrument, mm-hmm. every vocal on the album. The whole album, or just the uh, just like one or two of the songs? The entire album, probably the whole. Then album. why was it ELO? Why wasn't it just Jeff then, Lynn by himself? I think I think recently he like uh, re-recorded and just redid mm-hmm. years later. You know, things he wished he did a different way. He like redid mm-hmm. most of his catalog, all yeah. the hits again. Right. Yeah. And we'll get to that kind of thing when we get to Bob Dylan. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me do this mine. I have, mm-hmm. uh, this song was like near and dear to my heart when I was a kid because the, the chorus was so repeatable. It just, I don't know. It seemed like it was a big hit. Um, Evil Woman. Mm-hmm. And I love that song. Now, is that number one or number five or whatever? Number four. I guess number one. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't one, okay. really list them in order, but uh, okay. I think. Uh, they don't have to be mine aren't. Well, psychologically, yeah. I think I kind of okay. listen to them. Which is probably I, I why he married my, me. I, I, I ranked mine. Yeah. You ranked yours? 
yeah, yeah. I'm still struggling with your spreadsheet. I find it, I can't, it's like <laughs> distracting to me the way it's I, okay. I So uh, Let's... I might revisit that when you're doing your next uh, round, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't take an Secret IT guy. decoder wing. Well, this is the ty- okay. This is the type of. Uh, well, we don't have the software. This is the type active. of AV stuff that comes up. Real yeah. simple shit that comes uh-huh. up during a, like a, a, like the CEO is doing a presentation and he wants his PowerPoint to bring up a video or something. Mm-hmm. Something that should be easy throws me off my game. Like it, it's yeah. like completely because you don't dis- have that software and they just yeah. want. They're like, oh, I was at this meeting and they did this and it was cool. And it's like, oh, for God's well, sake. I feel like a monkey when somebody's <laughs> looking over my shoulder and I'm trying to figure out something right, in Excel right. or, you know, well, now you got the entire group looking over your shoulder. Okay, mm-hmm. just do what my mother would do. Okay. Turn yeah, around after, and lick them. After ELL, I'll send you a version where you can read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And my mom really would lick people. Well, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe take it. Get too close, you could be licked. Okay, so evil woman. My mm-hmm. second is Mr. Blue Sky. And mm-hmm. the first thing we thought when we heard that, you could hear the Beatles influence really heavily in that song. The guitar work sounded like, I guess, mm-hmm. George probably, um, who was his good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Hold On Tight, we talked about that talking or, or sounding a bit like uh, something Roy Orbison may have sounded really good doing as well. Um, and Turn to Stone, another one that was kind of popular when I was a kid and became imprinted. So mm-hmm. going into this, I didn't know a lot about ELO, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. I just didn't gravitate to it like I did other bands. But even so, a lot of their sounds kind of creep into your you know, yeah. conscious. And, and I kind of coined the phrase, I don't know if anyone else has ever suggested this, but to me, ELO comes across listening to a bunch of their songs all at one time to get the ones that I really liked. Um, it came across as disco hippie. Yeah. It's like really, really happy disco, you know, but with a little bit of maybe like a twang, a country-ishness almost in my head. But definitely it came across for me as disco hippie. What do you think? Disco hippie and and happy, you said? Yeah, happy disco hippie. Because you you picked telephone lines one of them. Well, true, (laughs) true. But the majority of their catalog is happier. But we can leave off the happy. But definitely, <laughs> I felt like there was a, a very kind of disco-iness, but yeah, at the same time, like a hippie vibe it's to up. the songs. Yeah. yeah. And it was in the disco era. Right. And, and to me, it's like they took these songs that you could sing on the street corner at like maybe Hate Ashbury, and they added disco to them. And that's where I felt the disco hippie. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. There's a real uniqueness. And to telephone them. line be- reminds me of one of my favorites, Jim Croce, you know, and, and not just because of hello, you know, where he's calling his beloved, but because, you know, uh, it just does. I wasn't that familiar mm-hmm. with telephone line, but after he said hello, I thought he was mm-hmm. going to say, is it me you're looking for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> but hello? I think like, they seem to have something in common with like the Steve Miller band, maybe. Mm. ELO. Yeah. Um, oh, now I have another assignment. Steve Miller's a lot less produced. Well, there's, the 80s Steve Miller's very produced, actually. But mm. yeah. Yeah. Fly like I, I got to back off of that. Okay. Mm. okay. Well, some of the other ones are all around the world. But he, he plays that stuff at concert. Though. Does he? Fly like I an wonder, and all did, that. So did, did Luca um like do jeff lynn as well did she do the whole assignment or just tom petty i just told her about the assignment and we discussed okay. tom petty for a minute in okay. the kitchen 
Well, let's okay. let's reserve Tom for later when All maybe right. Luke goes. And, and she probably yeah. listed, I don't know, she probably listed six songs. Yeah. Like um, I said, I, I was at eight this morning. Yeah. Well, yeah all, I, all around the world. I, I, I could pretty much the... almost his entire catalog. Yeah. I could just so, free I, I want to make sure I have, have Lisa's picks right. You had mm-hmm. telephone lines, uh-huh. evil woman, don't bring uh-huh. me down. And was the other one turned to stone? Turned to stone and then okay. living thing. A living thing. Yeah, living thing. Oh, you had, you had five. There's no G on the living. Yeah, well, I just went ahead and did my five. Living thing. With well, my encore being okay. don't let me down, but we can bring that up. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know it was an encore, but I just happened to put an honorable two for everyone. Yeah. So I have five. I have five. <laughs> I'm armed with five. Cool. But that's, that's okay. mostly because it was really difficult to get down to four. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, okay. So let me, mm-hmm. I considered all around the world. We like the video for that because mm-hmm. it's a retro, you know, it was a flash mob video. It had nothing to do with the band. Well, they took but it was shots a- of flash mobs and, and played them dancing with the song. Yeah. I don't know if I'm familiar with the video at all. And and what happened was Alexa broke down because I did want to just do it um, audio, mm-hmm. but Alexa broke down. So we ended up on YouTube to finish the job for the last like two or three hours because yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with that bitch, but you know, she needs to get it together. <laughs> Thinking she have a nervous breakdown or something. Yeah. Right. She's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't do that right now. Alexa had a breakdown. <laughs> yes. She's on a smoke break. Uh huh. So, you know, we had to, and, and I tried to not even look at the videos because I wanted it to be about the music. I wanted it to be a song written by or, or, and, and originally sung by that off that particular person. No covers. Yeah. And, and with, with George Harrison, and if I made a mistake and did get a cover, oh, well, oops, sorry about that. Well, some covers are better than the originals. Well, yes. And we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, but and with George Harrison, if you're wondering, yes, I know that there are amazing Beatles songs. I did not include any Beatles songs in my George Harrison top four. I only looked at George Harrison post Beatles. Okay. okay. So why don't you Just go so ahead you know. and do George okay. Harrison then? Okay. So we're going on to George Harrison. Uh, born April 25th, 1943, sadly passed 112901. Um, he, his birthday quote is, all the world is birthday cake, so take a piece, but not too much. So that's nice. I didn't really go into any other blurbs. If you don't know who George Harrison is, you don't want to. <laughs> so my songs, Something, Got My Mind Set on You, Cracker Box Palace, and um, I'm sorry, I need to put my reading glasses on. Sorry. <laughs> So for George Harrison, the list of songs I have, and um, what I did here was I chose not to do Beatles songs for him. Um, I wanted it to just be George Harrison songs for this, for my four set. Okay. So I've got Got My Mind Set on You. I've got Cracker Box Palace. And that's about like his childhood. And it's really cute. Um, Blow Away. And part of that, even though I didn't want to look at like videos, and I wanted to just be pure music is because Blow Away, the video for Blow Away is what Ed Wood would have done had he done music videos. It is absolutely, is absolutely amazingly ridiculous. Um, there are uh, really bad CGI, uh, stock footage of clouds blowing. It's just really, really fun. Um, and then Tired of Midnight Blue. Now, I did have... 
I didn't realize how many of the ones I originally chose for my top four were actually Beatles songs. So there are Beatles songs for my encore. Um, and the two that for my encore would be um, While My Guitar Gently Weeps and Something. Because I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't separate on them. Because yeah. those actually made it into my original five. And then I was told, no, no, those are Beatles. So there you go. Okay. Um, Aaron, are you up? Um, George? Oh, and oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can go or Phil. It doesn't, at the beginning. doesn't matter. Okay. Cool. Um, Phil could go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If you want a moment. Go for it. All right. Yeah. So when I think about George, I think about, um, I, I may be wrong, but the impression I got in reviewing his music in preparation for this is that he, he was more caught up with the legacy of the Beatles, maybe, than some of John's work or even Paul's work after the band. Um, like when we were fab you know and all those years ago those songs kind of harkened back to the days of the beatles um so i didn't make any restrictions on his uh catalog because i feel like mm -hmm. the you, you take the beatles out of george harrison i mean it's like taking his heart and ripping it right out of his chest mm -hmm. i mean he's intrinsically related with it. Mm -hmm. so i went with while my guitar gently weeps here comes the sun mm -hmm. then i that diverted, almost made mine yeah I diverted a little bit to uh, his, his uh, single or his uh, solo work, My Sweet Lord. Uh I do believe was off the album um, that you mentioned before, Aaron, um, all, all things must pass. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, something, a beautiful song. Mm -hmm. um, so I have three out of four Beatles songs, and I got some other Beatles songs that just, I love um, mm -hmm. like uh, with, well, I'm not going to say within you, without you, although that's an acquired taste. When I was in college and getting high a lot, I used to love to listen to Within You, Without <laughs> You from Sergeant Pepper. But when I listen mm -hmm. to it now, it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's a little bit of an acquired taste. Um, mm -hmm. Taxman, um, all those years ago, which was kind of, a, um, what I mentioned already, kind of a, an allusion to the Beatles. So, George. Uh, what, what are your four? I'm sorry? Just clarify again, your four. My four, my four are while my guitar gently weeps. No, is this in order or just in general? Might as well be in order. Okay. I think I thought of them in order, even mm -hmm. if I didn't intentionally do it. That's okay. number one or number four. Number one. Okay. Here comes right, the then. sun. Um, my sweet lord, um, and something. That's my four. I, I will say this much: we listen to a lot of George Harrison, um, and uh, some of the the works that were like maybe inspired in India. And I will say this much. The only thing that I dislike more than a long guitar solo is a sitar solo. <laughs> just, you know, that's yeah. just me. There may be somebody out there who likes to spend, sit there and listen to somebody play sitar for half an hour well, or what, a guitar yeah. for half an hour. What about like my husband? I've, I've got no problem with it. Huh? I've got no problem with it. Most, mostly, I think it's a male-female dynamic. I think if Luca had come on, she would probably be more on my side as far as guitar solos that are, like, over long. Well, let me ask you this. How do you yeah. feel about it when the guru... You, you don't know how she feels about Eddie Van Halen. 
I'm sorry, Phil. I'm, I'm talking over you. But how do you feel about it when the guru stands up and destroys his guitar by slamming it against the uh, hookah? Whose whose car? What, whose guitar is it? The guru's guitar? <laughs> Never mind. Or the it's supposed to be a, it's supposed to be a little oh. joke, you know. Just oh, okay. Worked in as the host, I, I'm neutral. You know, but I'm it's, neutral it's, on it's that. Totally. Yeah. What about when he like... sets? What about when he puts it on the ground and sets it on fire? With... Okay, that was at uh, uh, Woodstock '99. <laughs> We saw that yeah. today. We were watching Woodstock 99 <laughs> instead of prepping for the cast, in case you guys are wondering why we sound like we don't so know what it, we're doing. It wasn't Jimi Hendrix at Monarch. Basically, we don't know what we're doing. I'm sure <laughs> Jimi Hendrix did that, too. Lots of people have made that statement. I do not believe setting the guitar on fire was a political statement. And if it was, the 20 minutes it took them to get the guitar to catch fire made it funny as opposed to political because yeah, it took, it it took, no took time a for long time yeah. in 99. I think, I think that these young men might have been trying to set a plastic guitar on fire or something because yeah, it took forever. They kept lighting it and going back and lighting it and going back. And, you know, it was, it was obviously something they didn't think out or plan. But she's yeah. uh, gas it's, instead of charcoal. Yeah. They, did, they didn't burn a, they didn't burn a practice guitar. <laughs> no, they did not practice in advance for the 99 Woodstock. All right, Aaron, you okay. ready for George? Mm-hmm. I am ready for George. All right. So uh, I wasn't sure if we had a Beatles limitation or not. So i Personal I wrote, um, yeah, number four, mm-hmm. I, me, mine, slash all those years ago. By, me, by? I, me, mine. All those years ago. All, all through the day, I, me, mine, I, me, mine, I, me, mine. Okay, so okay. when we talked about it, I was using the wrong mm-hmm. title. Go ahead. Um, uh, number three, Taxman, slash My Sweet Lord. Okay. That's, so it's uh, a tie. That's one for you, 19 for me, slash um, He's So Fine by the Chiffons. <laughs> plagiarism in the name of jesus number two while my guitar gently weeps slash give me love give me peace on earth and number one within you without you slash what is life oh nice so you snuck in extra songs aaron well i see how you're doing it you didn't know yeah so the Beatles were allowed yeah the, the Beatles songs are in square brackets if they're allowed they're, i'm going with the four Beatles songs if they're okay. not I, I had four no, what was the number one slash song? Without, um, with, within you, without you. Within you, without you, and uh, what is life? Okay. So, and I mean, you know, if you get extra songs, that's okay. The, um, you know, and and like you said, Beatles versus um, um, you know, yeah, my yeah. my, my honor. I mention. think that was for me. That was just simply a choice. I don't think we can read this, but I had what is life for, and I called yeah. it audible and did yeah. something uh, instead. Yeah, so I, okay. I do hold that song in high esteem as well. Yeah, him. Yeah. He even typed it. It's yeah. typed. Yeah, it's okay. I'll, so I'll put, you know, there's evidence. I put what is life over here is Phil's honorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so okay. you had uh, here comes the sun. While my guitar gently, or um, yeah, while my guitar gently weeps, my sweet lord, and all those years ago. Is that right? Oh no, so, no, no, something, yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'm looking at what is life. Do you do you have a specific encore or do you just want to pick oh, it out of my, the encore for you? My, oh, okay. My, well my uh That's honorable okay. mention song uh-huh. is, is Badge, which is actually a cream song, but George uh, played rhythm guitar on it and got the co writing credit for it. Excellent. Yeah, love badge. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Please. I'm going to have to hint. I didn't but, know yeah, that's, any that's an, on, that's of, an encore. I'll you know, spoil that. Yeah. I didn't know we had encores coming into today, but um, I'll spoiler right, right exactly. there. That's one of them. Well, you had alternates, so that's what counts. I've been calling them, uh, what have I been calling them? Because I couldn't remember the word encore. Oh. Uh, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Come back out song. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and, and okay, now here's, this brings up the question. Should an encore song pump up the audience as they, you know, for the, for the exit or should it, or, or does it depend on the type of the, do you want like a song that, like, for instance, if you have to choose between peppy exit and thoughtful exit, you know, like something I, that it's going to satisfy the audience. Don't exactly. It's got to be a satisfying taste yeah. of that band to leave on a sweet note, but should you as a concert girl, do you prefer a peppy sweetness or a poignant sweetness, or is it just based, or does it matter? I mean, depends on, based depends on, on what the rest of the show is like. It's a okay. feel thing, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. For an, in an yeah. audience, you're like sitting there saying, "Oh my god, you're memorizing." Yeah. Oh, they played this. They played, and then you're like, "Oh shit, they didn't play this." Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. crap! Are, are we not going to see? Uh, yeah. Bobo O'Reilly. You know, I'm yeah. about so, uh, four. You know, four something my time, or you know, seven or eight year time. Yeah. Today, if you're watching my timeline, see me guessing at what songs will be playing. You might see me guessing at what the encore will be for Fish. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, we fit, but you, right. you will see you will see me uh, trying to be the first to announce each song that we play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it becomes a. I'm sure the band has a feel for the audience and like mm-hmm. knows what you know knows what the set list. You know, sometimes yeah. they probably uh, in play something yeah. that they think. Sometimes it's you know mm-hmm. it's um. And, and, a good and, encore song for Fish is a Rolling Stones cover. Um, God, I can't think of the name. Jumping Jack. No. I'm sorry. I'm going to screw you up. Yeah, stop that. You do that to me all the time. It's annoying. <laughs> oh, really? I will come up with it in a minute. Mm-hmm. Give me shelter. Love and Cup. Oh, Love and Cup. Okay. Deep Cut. Maybe not. <laughs> deep mm. Cut. That's pretty yeah. it's, Okay. It's a pretty deep so, cut, but it's, but it's a great encore. Yeah. Now, uh, Aaron went first with the first guy, and okay. then I went first with the second guy. So you get to pick our third, Wilbury. All right. Uh, Aaron, do you have anything else about George at this time? Because, I mean, we're not trying to make this um, last. No. We could make this last four hours, obviously, yeah, I'm, or five hours. We could do an hour on each. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm good on George. Okay. I, badge was <laughs> my last note. Yep. So Roy is up next. All right. So Roy Orbison. Mm-hmm. Um, I was well aware of his uh, legend. Sam Phillips discovered and, uh, you know, recorded at Sun Records in Memphis, Tennessee, mm-hmm. including yeah. Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis. So mm-hmm. I have to say of those artists, he was mm-hmm. probably the most nondescript to me. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people believe he's one of the greatest rock vocalists of all time. I I, you know, I have to agree his voice is unique and melodic. Um, he's sort of the Caruso of rock, I guess, uh, by critics, you know, he wore, um, he, again, he was another one, just like Jeff Lynn. Who, he wore top, he, sort of he wore, wore sunglasses to combat, um, intense shyness and stage fright. Right. He was a very gentle man mm-hmm. by all yeah. accounts, mm-hmm. even though he fell in line with Jerry Lee Lewis and married an underage woman or girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He, uh, but know, that marriage lasted. He stayed mm-hmm. in Sam Phillips' house in mm-hmm. separate bedrooms from her. So I don't know what you take away from that. It's a little bit of a. Her name was Claudette. Yeah, she was sixteen. Wife, he was now. twenty-two. Um, so eventually, mm-hmm. um, Roy 
the Claudette in a very tragic uh, couple Motor years of his life was killed in, at the age of 25, 1966. And then two years later, he had a motorcycle accident, actually mm-hmm. in his arms. And then yeah. in 1968, his two sons perished in a fire. Two of his three sons. Yeah. At the time by Claudette. So, uh, and he later had two more sons by um, another woman. So his songs were informed by a uh, tragedy and um, it kind of grabbed you by the heart, I guess. And, and he's, he comes from a, a background where he lived this stuff. But um, so he died on December, in December 1988, mm-hmm. um, just uh, three months after the Traveling Wilburys um, first album was released. And uh, so right after he found out they were number one. Mm. yeah cool it was a hell of a way to go out because mm-hmm. go out um, on top yeah, right I guess. I guess he couldn't have written it better mm. well, well i mean yeah his performance on handle with care was great i mean he his vocals mm-hmm. in that was just astonishing and that was mm-hmm. like really what i considered you know not jumping ahead but i considered that to be the best single song that the Wilberry's cut and mm-hmm. I agree with LD from Rock and Roll Heaven on that. Vocals mm-hmm. on end of the line. End of the line. Right. right, right. That was very that was a, a, a outstanding performance too. So um so when I did my crash course on Roy, um uh the songs that uh that really rose to the top for me was only the lonely. So I would have that in my set. Again, this is probably in order of preference. And then crying, I think crying is an excellent ballad i mean voice and he's going from one to four again yeah (laughs) and then there's a good rock and roll song you know i like a lot of the old rock and roll songs Um, Mm -hmm. you know like jimmy uh like johnny cash i love cry 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 you know i love these Mm -hmm. old uh rockabilly songs ooby dooby i don't know if you heard that he did it in a a concert a superstar concert he had like springsteen and elvis costello and orbison it was like Mm -hmm. recorded in the 80s uh, I heard that, but then just to reinforce how good it was, I listened to the original cut and uh, loved Ooby Dooby. Mm-hmm. And then my fourth would be I Drove All Night, which actually was written for Roy, but um, he didn't he didn't uh, release it in time to beat um, Cindy Lauper, who did a, a very good version of it also. Uh, but I think it's a perfect song for him because, it, you know, not to not that the video is everything, but when you look at the video, he's driving along in an old Cadillac or something, and it's just very indicative of the late fifties when musicians would have to kind of travel that way from gig to gig every cover of night, and um, mm-hmm. so I think it really captured that kind of mystique of that time. Mm-hmm. But some of my um, honorable mentions. Uh, Hold on, let me. That's your. That's that's okay. Before. That's your five. Mm-hmm. That's his four. That's my four. I had, I had only the lonely cry, 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 crying, booby dooby, and I drove all night. Well, cry, cry, cry is Johnny Cash. Okay. Okay. So crying is number two from, and then ooby dooby, and then I drove all night. Okay. I drove all night's number one. Yeah. No, number four. Number four. All okay. right. I'm not counting. Do you both that. have, do you have that as number one or number four, Aaron? Um, You don't know mine. So are we going in different orders here? Like, oh, you were talking Aaron, about are you kids. counting down from four to one? And I'm going to. I, well, I was, but I'll count up. Yeah. If you, it, I don't know. Yeah. It matters. Uh, okay. It really doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It really doesn't because what we're talking about here is a concert yeah. where these songs are all getting played. And not, yeah. You know, yeah. Really but it's, not. it is interesting to know. And what hopefully they mix them up as opposed to just yeah. doing like. Nobody you know. cares about two, three, and four. Everybody's interested in what the number one is as far as the ranking. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. In this case, well, well, actually, number one and number five, which one did you make? Right, right. So some of the other, you know, the, uh, my. These are his honorable mentions, not necessarily his encore. Yeah. So honorable mention, In Dreams, mm-hmm. um, Go, 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 another one. Uh, very much reminds me of like an Elvis song or mm-hmm. an early Johnny Cash song. Mm-hmm. Um, you got it. You know, that's obviously mm-hmm. a great song. Um, uh, I tell you what, it's a will marriage, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, I tell you what, the uh, pretty woman, most famous song, great guitar riff, great lyrics. Everybody can identify, but it's just one of those songs that I don't know if it's, I can't say it's overplayed. It's not like I've sat, sit there and listened to it, hundred, to it hundreds of times. But I have this I have this mental block with probably the baddest dude on the block you know, or the biggest movie and the thing. It's like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I, I don't really gravitate to Pretty Woman. And I find um, some of the uh, histrionics that he employs in it a little bit creepy, like when he growls mm-hmm. and he says, mercy. <laughs> you know, and he's the, I th- the addition, maybe it's, not histrionics. It's not really creepy yeah. so much as it's dated. I yeah. think it's really dated and, and, I, I just, and you find it creepy yeah. and that's okay. I mean, okay. yeah, it's a great so you got, song. You got three honorable mentions and specifically left off the hall of fame ballot. Oh, pretty one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Cause but, he finds so it, I, you know, I, I think you're drawing attention to it by omission. Yeah. What's um, what was your first one again? Cause I accidentally typed over it. Your first, um, the one that didn't make it before go, go, go. Only the lonely. Only the lonely. No, oh, my first honorable. My first yeah. honorable. I kind of jumped all over, mm-hmm. but uh, so um, you got it. Go, go, go. And got it. Go, go, go. In dreams. In dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Should I do mine? Aaron? Yep. Okay. Um, now I'll, I'll still count them down. Number four, Blue Bayou. Mm-hmm. Number three, the one that Phil omitted. Okay. Number two, Crying. Number one, Dream Baby. Dream uh, is Baby. That in, is that in Dream? Is that the same song? Dream. Hmm. Um, I think it, let's see. I have that. Um, I think it's Sweet Dreams Baby. Sweet Dreams Baby. Is that what you're talking about? Could be. That's okay, because I have that one. There's so many where there's dreams and baby. Um, I think he probably, it seems it's like, written, wrote called, like baby. It's called Dream Baby. Parentheses. How long must I dream? Okay. Oh, how must? Okay. Sweet dreams. <clears throat> I think it's sweet dreams. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, that is that is the lyric, but the, okay. the, the titles, okay. dream baby, and then okay. parenthetical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, mm-hmm. I thought I had a note for. Uh, oh yeah, my honorable mention is only the lonely. Uh, I'm sorry. What was it again? Yeah, my. I guess it's my encore. Only the lonely. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm writing stuff. Is down. that a cover? Only that's the, the thing. That's that was one of yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I I chose like to try not to do covers. So if I did a cover, once again, I'm sorry. Get over it. If you're listening and and you're like, no, that's a cover. That's a cover. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, only the lonely. Philip's looking up whether it's a cover. Okay. Um, do you have anything else about Roy Orbison? I mean, you um. know. No, that's that's my five. I hear a vacuum in the other room, so I'll mute. Yeah. Were you a fan of Roy Orbison before? Like, had you listened to a lot of his music before this? Yeah. I know you're into music a lot. There was, um, like, a late-night music commercial for mm-hmm. Roy Orbison. From oh, yeah. Greatest Hits. Greatest Hits. And they would, they would play little clips of all of these songs, man, yeah. like, every night. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Were you ever tempted? To buy it? To, yeah. No. No? You, okay. you could just tune in the commercial every night. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Good point. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. That That's kind of funny. Okay. So no. only got, the lonely one. Yeah, you're filled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So only the Lonely was written by Roy Orbison and Joe okay, it, it Nelson. Is. Okay. Yeah. I think Joe Nelson partnered with him on a lot of his. Yeah. So one of those lifelong collaboration type things similar to, um, I don't know, like, um, oh, oh, darn it. At least on his early stuff. I don't know yeah. how I There are a lot of um, famous musicians who have lifelong writing partners. Um, at, at least from what I've understood. And, and these are people who write the songs and they do well, but they don't want to be, they don't want to be known. They don't want to be famous. Well, here's, here's a piece of mm-hmm. trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Motels wrote a song called Only the Lone, mm-hmm. but it was not a cover. Ah. It's just a duplicate. It's a different okay. song. So it's a completely different song. Yeah. We might yeah. have to listen to that. That's a lo- I love that song. Okay. Okay. I'm going to make a liner note here. Speaking the hotels. Of songs that don't suck from. There you go. <laughs> only Let's start a list. The lonely. This will be a liner note for the YouTube. Philip's going to do a YouTube, so there'll be some blurs. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do a YouTube. Oh, you that's not getting yet? a lot of steam. Okay. It's like, I don't know if it's really worth it. Well, but it's we've got of, one YouTube. It took me hours. And we don't have a lot of steam. Okay. We have loads of listeners, she says, wink, wink, nod, nod, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so that's my uh, Monty Python tribute. Since the Wolverines were all very, very much into Monty Python, which you will hear about later in the Wolverines section. Okay. So just a little tease there, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, my Roy Orbison's in no specific order because I don't have to. Um, crying. talk to you dream baby you got it and i'm kind of at a tie for my uh for my i guess encore at heartbreak radio which i did not really get into the first time i heard it but after the third playing i really did like it and um i got a woman mean as she can be because well uh, i think philip likes to think he married me for Partly that, you know, because I can be mean sometimes. I think he <laughs> likes that in a woman. Just a little bit of mean. I like a little edge. Yeah, he likes lady. a little edge. <laughs> he uh, he seems to find it enjoyable to annoy me on a very regular basis. To the point where I start yelling at him and then he smiles. Okay. And says I look pretty when I yell. <laughs> so, All right. So All right. I'll start Bob Dilling because I have okay. something of a caveat. Um. I don't really enjoy Bob Dylan, lyrically speaking, musically. So you may think that some of the songs that I have chosen are, you know, maybe not 
like a lot of people won't find them to be favorites in their catalog. Some of them are obvious favorites and some of them are not simply because I was specifically picking things that I enjoyed hearing him sing it. There are quite a few of his songs that I like much better sung by arranged by other artists and he has so many. So here are my top four. Uh, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Um, Girl from the North Country, Lay Lady Lay, Shelter from the Storm. And those are because I enjoyed his performance and I wanted to stick to kind of, that's what stuck in my head. This was all kind of dealer's choice. The assignment was not vague in any way, but at the same time, not like, you know, rule, 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 rule. So this is what I saw in my head. Um, I do have uh, quite a few that I like, but like Blowing in the Wind. Um, and what's, oh, Forever Young, which I enjoy by other artists. Now, uh, about Bob Dylan. Um, Bob Dylan uh, was born in May, May 24th, 1941. He is still with us. Um, he's a lyricist, poet, philosopher. Um, he is smartly written songs have influenced the world. In a sense, he might actually be the original influencer, but with a truly valid reason to be an influencer. And I think that his music is the, even to this day, the soundtrack of change. I would have to agree. Okay. All All right. Catalog is so huge that um, of of my five songs, none of them are in the eight you mentioned. Exactly. You know, there's so much. But like I said, a lot of what I chose for Bob Dylan was because I wanted to take something that I liked him singing his own song. So I was tricky. Were I to, were I to, and and I do not care for him as a vocalist. He sings all the ones I chose too. Yeah. I I don't care for him as a vocalist personal. Um, So, you know, I mean, you can take that with a grain of salt if you want, but that's who I am. Did you see that Bob Dylan show with me at Riverbend, Phil? I did not. Yeah. Another, one more regret. That was crazy. They, um, they cra- the the people from the lawn crashed the the gates and came into the pavilion, were crowding around the stage. And he, wow. He left and didn't come back. I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame. Him. That'd be scary. Yeah. It was it was like August. He was wearing all leather. It was yeah. You know, oh. a hot Cincinnati sweaty mm. night it was crazy and he was already mm. 80 years old back then right yeah he was old then yeah, yeah. it was probably yeah. 88 89 mm. i remember i was there mooney was there Teresa was there lisa shite was there uh-huh and That's, so in retrospect maybe it was he was so in his late sick. 40s because he was born in 41 so 88 89 would have put him in his late like 48 yeah it just which not young for rock star you know Puts in perspective mm-hmm. how mercurial these careers are, you know, how quickly yeah. he became. So. He, he had um, health concerns then, I think, maybe, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you got, Aaron? Um, yeah. I'll sorry. go second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Number four, Ballad of the Thin Man. Do you, Mr. Joe? Um, yep. Positively Fourth Street. You
didn't even hear that. Hurricane. That's why I'm writing these down. And number one, the man in me. You'll know from the Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. The man. And, uh, the man in me. And uh, the honorable mention, or number five, or encore, mm-hmm. whatever we're calling it, is uh, just like a woman. Nice. I like those. Yep. Had to get the Big Lebowski in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of once it course. came, once it came to mind, it jumped straight to number one. Yeah. yeah. Let me see. Did I have just like a woman on my list? What I did was I listened to the song and then I wrote down the songs that I found um, palatable for one reason mm-hmm. or another. And then I went back through the ones that I had scored the highest. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have just like a woman on there. But um, once again, his vocal. Yeah. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. You can hate me two? for that if you want. What was the number two? Was it number two? What was your Hurricane number? was number two. Uh, it was Hurricane. Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, three was Positively Fourth Street. Yeah, he Positively did four to one. Street. You do one to four. I want to revisit that song. Okay. After, I just want to hear that song because I like okay. that song. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why I'm writing down stuff. It. I heard there was like 61 albums or yeah. something that he's done. It's just yeah. oh, it's crazy. phenomenal. Yeah. That's up there in Zappa territory. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, well, we should, our Zappa we should episode, do a Zappa. Yeah, that's, that's going to be all mm-hmm. Aaron. He's going to be like, yeah. Know, it's going to be his show. You're going to, that's going to be the Aaron show. <laughs> right. Well, I'll, whole, I'll, invite some, I'll invite some appropriate guests. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Like Dweezil? Yeah. Moon unit? Well, I don't know if I could get Dweezil. Yeah. Well, I know you. Nice. I've seen you in pictures. I have been in pictures with him at, mm-hmm. at meet and greets mm-hmm. after his. For those of you who, who don't know, because it hasn't come up in the podcast before, but um, Aaron would absolutely like. Okay, his uh, not that not to disrespect his father in any way, but um, but I think. While Dude is his alternate persona, uh, Frank Zappa is his, like, you know, fantasy father, maybe. I mean, Philip said that you kind of would, you know, if you could have made him your dad, you would have. Not to take away. That would have been an dad. interesting uh, upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. Okay. Yeah. So he's very much a, a very much a, a kinda, Zappa yeah. man. John, John kind of I'm just kind of realizing he didn't send his kids to school. I didn't send my kids. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fall into line kind yeah. of politically or against mm-hmm. the, you know, yeah. anti-establishment. There's got to be footage somewhere of the time that um, Frank Zappa debated Tipper Gore about um music labels on music yeah the, music labeling the pmrc and, and the here irony was you could find they were both for labeling yeah, he was fine with it yeah, yeah. yeah. did you ever see that sure segment? yeah the, the pr the pmrc hearings you could watch okay. it on youtube it was it was in congress well it no no Senate. this was a debate it was a late night debate on a late night show oh I see. and basically what happened is very quickly is it on crossfire could have been. I don't know. I have no idea. I just saw Frank Zappa and Tipper Gore. I was, I was. I don't like remember seeing the them channels. face to face like that. Well, yeah, and and anyway. what it was was um, he was a fill in. It was supposed to be somebody else debating, so he agreed to to fill in, and very quickly it ended up basically ending with um, Tipper Gore defending masturbation, which was just he he managed to get her to say, you know, defend masturbation because she kind of started with the Prince line, um, masturbating to a magazine. Oh, and so, you know, it was a a segment on Nightline. 
and, and Ted could, yeah, it could be, but, and maybe I'm pretty, I'm almost certain it was Tipper Gore and Frank Zappa. I, but yeah, yeah, but it was really, it got to the point where I was sitting there laughing my, my butt off because it's like, really? And, and he's got Tipper Gore saying, no, no, it's not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with masturbation. Not to get you know, off I just don't tangent. want my kids to hear about it. Not to get off on a tangent, but it, isn't it always been strange? Yeah. Uh-huh. We're already, already off on a tangent. Well, mm-hmm. Tipper yeah, Gore, right. you know. Uh, I am a tandem as far as Philip's concerned. Al Gore was a leader of the Democratic uh-huh. Party mm-hmm. and Tipper Gore was his wife. Who so you would not have expected you would have not expected this crusade to come from that uh, that particular, side of the aisle. Yeah. Why, but, I always wondered about that. This day and, and age would and the that day and is, age you'd expect it to come from everywhere. Yeah. And the thing that got me, and okay. maybe the original guess that Frank replaced was against labeling. But Frank was for labeling. In fact, he labeled before they even talked about labeling. Yeah, so, great labels. Yeah, and, and I mean, and and he had a point. This album is guaranteed not to send you down to the place with the guy, the tiny, the, the tiny pitchfork yeah. and horns. Or whatever. I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> He's got, he's got exactly. a great warning. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and that was my thing. A lot of the times, putting a warning label on something just makes the kid want it even more. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Guarantees it. It makes them know, oh, yeah, this is good. It must be. I'm not allowed to have it. Okay. Uh, excusing the, um, the, the once again tandem, <laughs> almost certainly caused by Lisa. <laughs> at, at, at the beginning of every episode, before we come on the air, um, Phil reminds me that we need to stick to our timeline and that we need to talk about the subject and not to go off topic too much. And I do whatever I want because he tells me it's my podcast. I should have. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was a misstep from the beginning. But, <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> okay. So back to Bob Dylan. Um, and um, Aaron has given us his four. Okay. Plus his, um, plus his encore. Right. Um, Philip. Okay. What are your four and encore? All right. Well, so I have a couple of notes on Dylan. His real name was actually Robert Zimmerman, and he was born of Jewish faith. His mother was Jewish, and his father was part Cherokee. In, or no, no, I'm getting it. That, that's incorrect. His father was his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I, was getting, I was getting a fact confused. That's, that's what counts in the Jewish religion. Your mother has to be Jewish. Right? Well, you can still be Jewish. You can choose Jewish if your father's Jewish. But it is matrilineal overall. So if your mother's not Jewish, you actually have to choose Judaism. So he changed his name when he became a performer to Bob Dylan and based on the poet Dylan Thomas. Not Gunsmoke. Not Marshall Dylan. (laughs) Dylan As is is sometimes touted in the ethos. Well, I think some people might make that erroneous Mm-hmm. Um, leap of logic mm-hmm. may be influenced by the fact that he starred in the movie Pat, not starred, he played a part in Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid with Chris Christopherson and much of the music, including Knocking on Heaven's Door, uh, came from that film. Oh, or, that, that's or, a really good soundtrack film? then. Oh yeah, yeah, it is a very good yeah. soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But even though he had this Jewish background, he's actually a born-again Christian. I don't know if that's widely mm-hmm. uh, reported. Um, and um, yeah, it was a big deal when he, yeah, yeah, when he had his religious albums. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that whole period. And 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 it does state that there is a lot of the ethos of Judaism in his born again Christian ness. Well, I wonder if this 
evolved from his relationship with Cash because Cash was also very um, religious, again. especially in the latter days of his life. God, he loved Bob Dylan. He loved Orbison yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've, that... I've been watching old Johnny Cash show episodes when I yeah. get the chance. That yeah. they're, they're amazing. And and we did actually debate whether or not the Dylan Cash um, uh, duet versus the just Dylan version of uh, which song was it? Do you remember? Could be oh, Girl from the North Country. Yeah, Girl from the North Country. Which one was? Maybe not so much better as whether or not the duet was would be like allowed. I chose "Girl from the North County" with Just Dylan. Mm. I don't know what you chose or what you chose. So well, let me get you to didn't what tell I me chose. your choice. If I would have chosen "Girl from the North Country," it would have been the Just Dylan version. All yeah. right, we agree. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So my my top my my set lists mm-hmm. for the Dylan section of the concert mm-hmm. would have. Subterranean Homesick Blues. Number one or four? Number one. Okay. I go one to four. Aaron goes four to one. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Um, Mr. Tambourine Man. Then Girl from the North Country, the duet with JC, not Jesus. (laughs) And Shelter from the Storm. And uh, for honorable mention, there's so many. um, Wanted Man, again with Cash. Tangled Up in Blue. I love knocking on heaven's door. Um, the times they are changing. Mm-hmm. That's quite a few honorable mm-hmm. mentions, but we're talking a, a prolific artist. We're talking about Dylan. That was very difficult. So I'll, I'll stick with my top four. But if any of those songs ever died, there'd be perfectly suitable fill-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I respect his music 100%. He's definitely an iconic person in in our pathos of music. All right. So I guess your, your, your encores were, I got your encores and I've got three of your four. I think I might've missed one. I've got subterranean homesick blues, girl from the North country, shelter from the storm. My, my number two was Mr. Tambourine. That's one. Probably kind of a pop song compared. Um, that, that's not usually what I gravitate to, but I, I, I don't know if that song became embedded. Right on. So, how about uh, Mr. Tom? Am I leading this one off? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Mr. Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number four is Rhino Skin, which is, I believe, off of Echoes. Right um, after several species, small fur together in a cave. Right. <laughs> Wrong, the album oh. Echoes. Oh, okay. He, he hates that album, apparently, and doesn't like to do songs from it. Hmm. Um, one... One song that uh, was going to make my honorable mention, but I had too many honorable mentions, is uh, uh-huh. Room at the Top. I think it's, it might be the first song on that album. I got a room at the top of the world tonight. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was at a concert, and uh, what's what's Goldie Hawn's daughter's name, the actress? Kate Hudson. Yeah. Kate, Kate Hudson was at the show. Mm-hmm. She, she had really good seats, and she shouted, you know, she requested, Room at the Top. And mm-hmm. he like famously, I don't know famously, but he doesn't play songs from that album, especially I guess that song anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't care who your mama is. I don't play that one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he turned down Kate Hudson. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. So, um, anyway, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that one, that one, Rhino Skins number four mm-hmm. off of that goes. Mary Jane's Last Dance, <clears throat> which I think might be only on his greatest hits. Mm. 
think they've released that one only on the greatest hits, which is pretty presumptuous. Mm-hmm. And yet, there you go, number three. They weren't wrong. That's right. Number two, swinging like Benny Goodman, like Sonny Liston. And that number one, honeybee. I'm the king of Milwaukee. I'm the king of Pomona. I, oh man, um, honeybee, you know, was like right up there for me, but I ended up not putting it down. And peppering mm-hmm. in some more deep cuts there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the, uh, Good research. <clears throat> well, it's not research. It's like mm-hmm. well, out. your life. Now, yeah. mine was mine was research, okay. and like I said, I had like six hours. And my so, honorable mentions. I'm going to uh, clear my throat. I'll mute. Okay. My honorable mentions. Um, you don't know how it feels. Uh-huh. Get to the point. Mm-hmm. Roll. Another um, California. California's been good to me. Um, Harry Green, which is um, sort of a, a gay rights song, I guess. Harry Green? Harry Green. That's might also be off of that ghost. Mm. And uh, you're so bad. We got some work to do. Mm, yeah. I mean, we could only listen to so many in that <laughs> yeah. six hour period covering five artists plus yeah. the I'd, Wilburys. I'd, I'd say listen to that Echoes album. Yeah. Some of this is, is Luca too, right? This mm-hmm. is Luca. Man. Um, she I'm chimed Luca. in, but I, they were already the ones that I was picking. I think mm. the ones I picked. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I bobbled them and tossed some out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah they're, they're not the they're not the hits that you'd expect from someone's yeah Tom Petty list. I mean, I could probably, based on the Tom Petty that I heard in that short period of time, I could probably put together two concerts I would like to listen to. Yeah. So you know, yeah. yeah, or greatest hits albums, maybe since you know. Okay. So who who you goes go next? Do you want me to? I'll go ahead. Okay. All right. So Tom mm-hmm. Petty. Oh, Lucas home. Oh. Should we get her opinion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, your top four Tom Petty songs now. Go. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> yeah, no What's pressure. That? Mary Jane's Last Dance. Uh-huh. Okay. Luna. L- Luna. Room at the Top. Rhino Skin. Not Elphicle. Uh, um, he don't care who your mama is. He don't play that one. <laughs> she said, so how many times she's seen she it? Said, That's right. <laughs> hmm. How time is how long is how many times has Lucas seen? I think just the once. Just the once. Yeah. You only saw him the one time. Did you only see him the one time? Yeah. Yeah, just once. Her and Haley went to Hollywood Bowl. Haley took her for Mother's Day. Okay. Oh, cool. All right. Well, thanks, is Luca. Is Luca a major concert no, she, goer? She's gone. She's gone. <laughs> is is um, Luca a concert goer? Not a lot. Yeah. See, I don't, one, I don't. I think care the last one she concerts. went to was probably Todd Rundgren. Mm. And that was about five miles away from the house. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So yeah, that- yeah. I'm not a a concert person personally, but we've already had a couple of uh, uh, moments where I took us off track. So let's get back on track with Phillips Tom Petty. All right. And tell Luca thank you for guesting from afar. Sure thing. So yes. uh, Tom Petty, uh, mm-hmm. when uh, when anybody ever says Florida man now, I think of Tom Petty. This is his face. It pops into my mind and I can't help it. There's something about him. He's like, okay, yeah. this is the guy. That, that is the face of Florida man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, Florida man does a lot of bad shit. So, uh, and I mm-hmm. like Tom Petty. So I'm, I'm trying yeah. to, to strike that out of my mind. But well, and also, uh, one of the reasons why California has been good to him is because 
quite a bit of Florida in her early years was not good to him, apparently. So mm-hmm. enough said. Right. But yeah. so Tom had a, a difficult uh, childhood. His mm-hmm. father was abusive. His father, Earl. Yep. Florida, um, you know, really abusive. So, I mean, that was really uh, heartbreaking. Um, so he, uh, ironically, I guess, given the name of his band, mm-hmm. but um, he's, he's the one that's half Cherokee. Tom is actually half Cherokee mm-hmm. on his father's side, I believe. And, um, you know, he, he was a big fan of Elvis and probably Roy Orbison mm-hmm. and um, members mm-hmm. of the million dollar quartet. Um, and, uh, his first band, you know, he, he got a guitar at an early age, and his first band was called the Sundowner, which is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually, he that being a negative for us, he eventually with Alzheimer's. <laughs> he eventually mm-hmm. found success with a band called Mud Crutch, and this band, uh, sort of similar to the Band of Joy and Robert Plant, is one that he used before and after um, his his name to fame, which was uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreak. Um, so he kind of, uh, he kind of, uh, capitalized on his Southern, um, identity by, um, using the uh, Confederate flag early in his career. And there was a song called rebels in which, uh, I guess it, the, it was used and uh, later regretted it and realized that he was kind of young and didn't understand the, every, all the, uh, gravitas the meaning behind it. Yeah, so yeah. I believe he, he deserves a he, free pass on that. He stated he regretted it. I think that some people group mm-hmm. Tom Petty in as a Southern rock band in part. It due is to so these. much more than that. And when I first saw him, I thought he was more, I thought the band was more in line with like the cars, Rolling Stones, um, just a little edgier pop band, yeah. Jay Giles band. Something almost little, kind of almost punk. Yeah. Yeah. But a rock and roll band. Just a great rock and roll. First band. time I saw them do line. refugee, it seemed pretty punk. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd almost have to create a, a, uh, uh, a music genre just called Petty or TP or, you know. You could. Yeah. Or a radio station on Spotify. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But, um, so. But for that, because he, cre- he created a style of music that is, is so many different things. And as yeah. Lisa's learning mm-hmm. over the last couple of days, expansive. Yeah. I mean, just Ooh, all yeah. kinds of stuff she liked. Uh, just- I, I couldn't get near nearly all of it in. So I'm getting a little wordy with mine, but I'll go with it. Uh-huh. So my number one is Refugee, because that's the very first time I heard the band. I think it was on the Midnight Special the video for Refugee. I just thought it was, the, the guitar chords were great. He looked cool, you know, with the sideburns and stuff. And the mm-hmm. lyrics were just really cool. And I thought it was a really great song. So mm-hmm. that's always going to hold the highest you know, spot. Refugee, I think I saw them do on SNL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the first one. I yeah, it was just a live performance. And then, then second, I have uh, Here Comes My Girl. Love that. Um, the Waiting. And then I think Free Fallen is just kind of uh, iconic. It's very, uh, I, I love the imagery of it. Where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, singing about the, the young girl and she's in love with Elvis. Just, uh, oh, it's just a great song, I think. Definitely. And then Reseda with a freeway running through the yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. That's the 101. The 101. Could be the 118. And that's why, well, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so. LD, we're not, we're not degrading into an SNL skit here. LD talking <laughs> about how. I think how, at the one, up at the 118, it's Northridge by that point. Okay. Um, yeah. LD talked about uh, Tom Petty falling in line with the Laurel Canyon um, sound, Brian Wilson, yeah. that type mm-hmm. of thing. 
So that's another question asked recently as well. And I won't get into that, but uh, I can see that too. You know, Mm -hmm. you can see all these things. My coworker says if nobody dislikes Tom Petty. Right. 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 It's a matter of what do you like? Yeah. And so that's my, my set list, but then my honorable mentions, a breakdown, you know, here, um, running down a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that for my encore. But mm-hmm. uh, American Girl, mm-hmm. uh, just and some of the ones you guys have already named. Mm-hmm. Just a, a, a great collection of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's my dog. Okay. Okay. Now, um, what I've got about Tom Petty is some stuff that I found out today, of course, during my YouTube Cliss Notes deep dive. Um, his music career started after he met Elvis Presley at the age of 10. On the set of Follow That Dream, his uncle took him to the set and um, that started his music career. He became a lifelong Elvis fan and he came home and traded his whammo slingshot for a collection of Elvis 45s. For those of you whippersnappers who don't know what a 45 is, ask your grandparents. <laughs> um, they might even have one in the basement they can show you. Okay, so we get down to uh, my music choices. Um, and these are me- are songs that move me. I Some of them, I knew they were Tom Petty. Some of them, I didn't even know they were him. Obviously, most of the reason why I knew they were Tom Petty is I might have seen them on... Um, uh, on MTV. So, um, okay. The waiting and, and these are not in any particular order. I didn't go one through four. These are just songs I really like to listen to and like to hear. Okay. The waiting, Mary Jane, learning to fly. You don't know how it feels. Now, as far as you don't know how it feels, I, that comes across to me as like maybe kind of an almost bullying song as well as the, you know, so that speaks to me in that respect. Um, and then my two encores, and there could have been a hundred encores, but my two encores that I stuck to based on what I heard, and I have like three pages of songs written down that we listened to line by line, like 75 songs, um, are Angel Dream and Cabin Down Below, because they both touched so and that's all I got to say about that. All right. Okay. Yeah, I would recommend the um, documentary, the Peter Bogdanovich one, uh, "Running Down a Dream." Okay. From 2007, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure where it streams these days. It was on Netflix originally. Right. But um, it, it's uh, really comprehensive. Tom Petty doc. Epic, like three or four hours. Yeah, it was really long. Yeah, it was great. Was yeah, really we definitely didn't have time after Philip told me when we were doing the podcast. <laughs> well, I think I watched that on my own. Yeah. So Lisa hasn't seen it, but that, that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, he shared the VH1 true story about Barney with me, but <laughs> oh, not cool. the Tom Petty. Yeah, that was Barney that. And, and the dinosaur. Barney Miller? No, the dinosaur. Barney, Barney Fife? No, Barney the dinosaur. Barney, Barney Google and Snuffy you love Smith? Me. Yeah. Oh, that Barney. Yes, yeah. Barney the dinosaur. There's an uh, there is a true I story. I prefer the about, other Barney. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, 
Okay, mm-hmm. so we've 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 gone over all these great musicians individually mm-hmm. and looked at their our favorite songs or our set lists. Mm-hmm. But now we've come to the moment of the show where they've all you know traded off and they come together for a last uh, ostensibly a last mm-hmm. hurrah where they they blast out their Wilbury songs, mm-hmm. um, two albums because Roy mm-hmm. has been uh, is also there of course and. So it's the entire, all five of them there, and they all have guitars. Apparently. I mean, to me, what's that sound like? Five. Guitars. Yeah, and and a and a guy in the back on the drums sitting yeah. there smiling. Right. And the drummer is always smiling. Right. I I believe um, I know that a lot of our research said that um, they used uh, Tom Petty's the, the Heartbreakers a lot for supplemental instruments and background. So yeah. so uh, so who wants yeah. to start off with the Wilbury set? Well, Hun, do you want to end it, or do you want to start? Aaron, why don't you start it? You do it, Aaron. Go ahead. We'll we'll go alphabetical. Aaron, Lisa, Mm Philip. All right. I'll I'll go number one this time first. Okay. Okay. Tweeter and the monkey man will hunt up for catch. That's that's number one, Tweeter and the monkey man. Tweeter and the monkey man. Number two, at the end of the line of the line. Okay. Number three, handle with care. And number four, New Blue Moon, which is on the second album, which is volume three. And it's um it's got like a big star vibe to it. Mm-hmm. That's, why, that's yeah. why I like that. Um and the uh honorable mention is uh Heading for the Light. That's like a great George song with some fun. It's mm-hmm. probably probably Jeff Lynn on sax. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I'm ending a meeting. I feel like I'm ending a stand up meeting. Um no blockers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i mean do you have any other like um about your like experiences pertaining to the wilburys that kind of thing um how you first discovered them whatever they just they came on the radio yeah okay. ubiquitous and yeah. yeah tweeter and the monkey man grabbed the castle. oh yeah i remember when the album came out i yeah i i, I liked it i was happy i was happy it came out and uh but I, you know i didn't I, I, I think i bought it i think i bought it at the um, I don't think I did. Place. Maybe because you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we would, you know, drive around listening. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I think it's grown <laughs> and stature over time. It's really people think about these super groups, and yeah. just, like, this is like preeminent. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll go with mine. Um, oh, I was going to go next. Oh, yeah, doing go ahead. alphabetical. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. going alphabetical. to. Uh, okay, my experience with the Wilburys. Um, uh, obviously, I first saw them on like videos. And I saw the, the the train video and I wondered if they were actually on a train recording something or if it made more sense that that was kind of like they were recorded it and then filmed the train stuff later. Train video must be end of the line. I think so. Yeah, maybe. I think so. But um, I didn't realize they were a super right. group. I didn't. I just knew I liked a lot of the songs. Now, we did listen to most of the 28 songs, and we have a whole list of them. I love the story about the fact that um, they released uh, album one and album three. And the, 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 the mythos is that George Harrison, there was a bootleg album that was sort of album number two and so george harrison would said let's confuse them and just said let's name it number three so i don't know which came first number two or number three you know they they did intentionally misnumber number three right right so they did they do one and three and then somebody did a bootleg number two that's a good question i don't know yeah Okay, so there you are. Something to look up. Daddy, Daddy Wilberry was a traveling man. 
Yeah, and I, I, I enjoy the fact that they used alternate names. And this is where we bring in the um, uh, uh, Monty Python uh, uh, trivia. Hun, who wrote the liner notes? Oh, um, was it Eric Idle? Eric Idle. Yeah. yeah, under a pseudonym. But I can't remember what the pseudonym was. I think you... I didn't write down the okay. Wilbury pseudonym. Yeah. For both the two albums, a different Python wrote the liner notes for each. Actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Michael Palin? So, it might have been Michael Palin. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, and uh, and uh, they loved Roy Orbison's ability to recite entire Python sketches. Oh, yeah. 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 And I would... Uh, did he do the voices? I don't I didn't. I assume, I, assume, yeah. I assume he did it pretty well. Yeah. I, um, I, I really want to see Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> the parrot's dead. <laughs> no, it's just asleep. <laughs> and the, uh, the Ministry of Silly Walks. I used to do that at work just for the heck of it. I would walk down the hall in a ridiculous manner and people would I stare know. at me and I didn't care. Because, you know, if you can't have fun in life, stop. Right. And you gotta try. raise your raise your knee up above your head. Try harder. Well, I never got quite that far. Although I did do cartwheels okay. on a John regular Cleese, basis. You had some wacky yep. physical comedy there. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I would just do you know not quite right with my knee above. No, no, I could do high kicks. I mean, yes, back then, uh, but uh, <laughs> not quite as limber as I used to be. It was pretty limber when we got together. Yes, um, okay, so uh, that's my little bit of trivia. I love that uh, uh, the Monty Python uh, thing. And, and if Spamalot does ever come through here again and you hear about it and we don't go. It's a deal breaker. Yeah, it's a deal breaker. Okay. It's over. Right. You're out. Let me write that down. You're out on the, you're out on the street. Okay. Hope we have a van because you'll be living with it. I'll be me and <laughs> Danny and Junior. Yeah, right. And 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 Andy, Andy the crypt keeper of dogs. My, Barney. My, one of the Barneys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some Barney or other. So what we do don't you, know what's your list? Now? Okay, now my list. Um and once again, a lot of really good stuff. Um for for a lot of them, I chose just do Wilburys, even though they did record individual songs as the Wilburys. But I chose to do only the Wilbury songs, so that did limit me a little bit, and I'm okay with that. I mean, with Roy? Um, Wilburys. I don't know whether Roy was with okay. them or not. Okay. I can't help that. I was just trying to clarify. Okay. All right. Um, so this is, and, and I think the Wilburys, I think even once he was gone, Roy was with them in spirit. Yeah. Because they didn't replace him. Right. Um, so uh, my songs, my, two, my top two, and I do have a top two, are Handle With Care and Not Alone Anymore. man because it's a fun song and heading for the light because it's a great song okay 
And then I have two encores. I know, still cheating, but you know what? This is our um, And if we do too much homework, that's not your problem. Uh, Where Were You Last Night and New Blue Moon. Those songs struck me. Now, some of the other songs, there were a couple that weren't my cup of tea. But most of all, like, for instance, I didn't care for Rattled, but Philip loved it. Um, but, um, but overall, you know, they have, they're, they're good songs. I mean, why wouldn't they be? They are a super group are and or were. All right. So here mm-hmm. I'll just go with mine. I'll try to be less wordy. Uh, number one for me is handle with care. Uh, just, you know, I've already talked about it, you know, Orbison's voice and the guitar work mm-hmm. and, uh, the, the clever lyrics and it's mm-hmm. just, uh, really grows on you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then Tweeter and the monkey man. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I like that. So for Apparently they were, there, there were a lot of references to uh, Springsteen in that. And there's some debate on whether the band was taunting him or just kind of uh, good naturedly uh, referring. Like a, to uh, an homage as opposed to a, uh, you know, a bullying. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's well, why you listen but, to rock and roll heaven. But one of the things that they discovered was that, um, okay, who was it? Who was good friends with him? Tom Petty? With, uh, with, uh, with Bruce Springsteen. Oh yes. Yes. Sorry. Well, um yeah. And and I when I when he tells me something and then it gets frustrating if he can't remember what he told me like, you know, an hour later. But um but so one of the things that they said was that um uh, some of the lyrics were actually referred to albums that Bruce hadn't released yet. So it's right. kind of an up in the air, but then Tom Petty might have known about that because they were good friends so it's kind of hard to say yeah that, that was but, an interesting aspect of it yeah is that it poked fun at things that had not even been released yet so that mm-hmm. suggests a sort of uh cooperation mm-hmm. or uh you know mm-hmm. complicity from bruce on that so, um and so okay. or even just coincidence maybe yeah. i mean who knows well okay and lisa mentioned mm-hmm. i liked rattled and to mm-hmm. me that's a good rockabilly song and, um i just really like that one um that's what jeff lynn Mm-hmm. And um, she's my baby. That is the same song you were talking about with the the plane accelerating riff at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? She's Aaron? my baby. No, do ya? Oh, oh, do you? Okay. Okay, okay. So um, that's my four. So handle with care. Tweeter and the monkey man rattled, and she's my baby. Yeah. Okay. And um, I also like uh, end of the line. Um, Last night, uh, heading for the light. That's it. Okay, yeah. So let's move on to the on. You know, we're, uh, you know, the, the, they've left mm-hmm. the stage and it's dark now, and uh, the lights have uh, uh, gone off. People you know, gone have flicked on. their bicks. People are flicking their bicks. They go back off, and here they come. They come back out, right? Mm-hmm. So Which what do they do? Filthy bick flickers out there. Mm-hmm. Fire hazards. Yeah. Fireflies. Yeah, I think they hand out those candles now. Big flicking rascals yeah <laughs> so aaron what do they mm-hmm. uh, play for an encore mm-hmm. uh badge oh fantastic I, I keep saying that every time you bring it up anticipate <laughs> hearing about badge. and i haven't heard that song so we're gonna have to play it yeah. we'll see if that that biatch alexa is working again <laughs> there you go i don't think she is because she isn't responding when i say her name and her life oh there's a green light okay yeah. All right. So they play four songs there in this encore. So do we want to do it that mm-hmm. we each give one song and one of us gives a second one? Or at least I'll let you have two encores. I know you've listed all your encores all day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So are we doing just the Wilburys encores for me? Um, 
They're I'm all... not really sure. I think that as far as um... yeah, this is, it's like a wild card. You can pick any, any. Yeah. Just okay. And um... Beatles, Beatles counts. Yeah. Any bands count. Um... Any, any collabs. Yeah, I don't really know a lot of them. So well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the encores. I've, I've um okay. I think I got a woman mean as can be. I know um, Phil's has already stopped dragging my heart over. Yeah, that. yeah. And um, let's see. Uh, I think maybe. Um, let's see, uh, she's my baby. Um, that's two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll stick with that. And then, okay, so they played these three songs. I can't even remember what She's My Baby sounds like, but I have a little note to it. So, you know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. uh, Spotlight mm-hmm. shines down, and this woman in black comes walking out to the center of the stage at this, mm-hmm. like, she's twirling. Dress. She's twirling. Yeah. <laughs> she's, mm-hmm. you know, and she Fabric everywhere. Yes. She witches the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then Tom stands up next to her and spotlight. They got they're tight together and they start jamming. Mm-hmm. Stop dragging my heart. how the concert ends yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's waiting ghost, in the wings the ghosts unused yeah goes back to and birds are. come down and grab them both by the shoulders and carry them <laughs> away and the rest of, she could yes. never be a heartbreaker history she could never yeah. be a heartbreaker but she could be a will nobody's mm. nobody's left on stage except stevie nicks yeah <laughs> everybody else is gone and she just yeah. collapses yeah, the three dead joy. guys spirits with joy zipped away She's like, yeah. I'm melting. Yeah, she melts <laughs> down under the stage. She, you know, one of those uh, with with clouds. Yeah, well, a la, um, you know, well, pyrotechnics. Of course, because she's stuff. a witch. Yeah, right. right. No, oh, she rides off on a broom. <laughs> <laughs> no, a vacuum cleaner. Because, you know, yeah. Well, this was fun. Your- it, 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 I, I was thinking that long before we even started. I'm like, mm-hmm. that'd be like a draft. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. Well, we should yeah. thank our friends yeah. at Rock and Roll Heaven for inspiring us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the homework. Cool idea. Yes. And like thanks, that. Lisa and Phil. Lisa mm-hmm. and Phil. And thanks Phil. for thanks for coming, Aaron. You have a good afternoon. See you guys next time. Have yeah, yeah send this to me if you would. Huh? Hey, listeners, it's Lisa. And Phil. From Yeah, Uh-Huh. How are we doing? We love feedback. Please use our socials to let us know what you think. We have socials. Twitter. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Instagram. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Facebook. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Notice, Notice a pattern. pattern. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com.
www.thepowerofpositivityradio.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week.